0: It's uh, going to be a rather different state of the nation address this evening as SONA will be a virtual event with only about 50 MPs allowed inside the National Assembly, so no red event and no major spectacle other than a candle-lighting uh, ceremony after the speech. Now, it's certainly going to be a difficult speech for President Sadar Maposa, given the hardships of the past year. South Africans are exhausted. It's enough that we have a pandemic to deal with, but uh, then there's also the, the, the dismal state of economy, ongoing challenges at Eskom, for example, and the fight against Corruption. Can Domopauses step up in this very dark hour? Well political analyst Sunusha Nadu joins us online. Sunusha, thank you very much for your time this morning on Breakfast 9 to 1.3 FM. We've seen now that the president has had 17 addresses to the nation over the um you know over the nation and the and since the pandemic started now at this stage. South Africans are tired of promises. What will the president bring to the house that is different or that's practically responsive in a sense, you know, to the economic devastation?
1: that the country is experiencing right now? Uh, Good morning, Gula, and thank you for the invitation. Um, I think it's going to be a difficult State of the Nation address for the President because, you know, he comes into this um, even on the back of the previous State of the Nation addresses where the economy was in a state of crisis. Um, The the, the structural conditions, both political and economic and social, were uh, were not in a state of stability, and more importantly, I think he was, he was dealing with a country that had, been, had gone through what some people have called the nine years of Jacob Zuma. Now, add all that up, and then you see the state of the nation, I mean, you see the impact of the pandemic, particularly the, the COVID-19, which if you look at last year, threw the entire state of the nation address out of kilter in terms of what the roadmap would be. Mm. So there's a lot that he needs to, 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 to put into space and put into place in terms of, uh, like what your caller said, you know, poverty, uh, inequality, jobs, corruption, uh, bringing to book people that have been involved in malfiance in terms of state money. But at the same time, the president is working within a very, very tight constraint. And that constraint is that Where does he he get the money from? How Mm. does he create jobs? The economy has not grown um, even before COVID-19 had uh, uh, impacted on our our structural conditions. More importantly, I think what's what's, what's what's critical is that... um, there is there's no money. The budget, in, in terms of what I think is going to be a bigger, important speech to listen to, is going to be the budget speech that the minister is going Jeez. to deliver towards the end of February. And this is where, perhaps, the alignment between what the president says tonight and finding the money in the budget speech that Tito Nuburweni is going to um, uh, unveil at the end of the, of, of, of the month, is has to be alignment. The mm. second thing is... Um, the president is constrained, but I think what, what is important is you didn't mention SOEs and what's going on with SOEs, particularly SOEs like, like SAA, ESCOM, etc where we now beginning to see in front of the Rondo Commission what has happened, what has transpired with regard to um, the Glencore deal around the, around the coal, good coal was exported out of the country, bad coal was left in the country, etc. So I think what is, what is really uh, is going to be a difficult balancing act I don't think we should have an aspirational State of the Nation address, where about we're going to talk about smart smart trains and bullet trains and smart cities and whatever else. What we need is a State of the Nation address that says we're going to do two or three or four things only this year. And mm. if you take the two to, two to four things that we want to do this year, let's do them properly. Let's do them efficiently. Let's do them in a way that is implementable. Because I think the problem with the state of the nation address in previous years is it sets up a big washing list and that big washing list then becomes nothing. I'll give you an example, Gulam. We saw last year that they were going to talk about the independent power pool producers. They was talk about uh, putting that independent power pool producers into play. Now, we know COVID-19 happened, but the independent power pool producers for energy has been on the cards for a long time. But it seems to me that the nuclear energy issue seems to be taking precedence. That is an expensive set of production in terms of energy. Why don't we actually start putting people who are independent, powerful producers, give them the necessary tools, the necessary legislation, the policy that enables them to go forward? And I think that's the problem in South Africa, is that we try to go too big and we should actually do the simple things better.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I was reading one of the one of the um, comments, you know, that that came through, and it also does make sense if you think about it. If you think uh, back to twenty eighteen, you know, um, the mood is far from the upbeat of the Mina speech he made in twenty eighteen. Um, if you look at the, the twenty nineteen, you know, we rightfully also pointed out that unemployment was the concern that raised, um, or that, that, that rises above all else, and which affects us all. And and unemployment is the one thing that many people are also uh, commenting um, on. At at this point in time. But at the same time, Kusatio also made a valid point by saying that this year's Sona should be all about dealing with the prevailing crisis of confidence and legitimacy that the government is facing
1: from the people. What's your thoughts on that? I think that's absolutely important. I think this Nation address happens in a, in, a, in a setting where confidence is very really low, credibility is thin on the ground, the trust, the trust deficit is running very high. Um, and, of course, you haven't really been able to pull that back. So I think, for me, this State of the Nation Address is not just about standing up and providing sweet words or nice, fluffy words, but rather it's about a state of the nation that's going to restore credibility, confidence, and trust in the government. And we haven't had a good time in, in, in the recent past because, if you see, um, even with the COVID-19 relief fund, the, the relief measures that were given uh, to help the poor or the vulnerable, that has been caught in controversy. We're beginning to see that even in the context of the vaccine, there's controversy there about the, the, the efficacy of the AstraZeneca vaccine. But we do know, and I think in this time, this is not the president's fault that the AstraZeneca vaccine is not working or the efficacy mm. um, <coughs> works best in terms of how acute the person is feeling, but it works but it doesn't have as, as an efficacy for mild symptoms. This is what the nature of the pandemic is, is that in the medical field, you're always going to be, in my opinion, uh, uh, behind the curveball because this virus is such a mutative virus. So the moment you start producing a vaccine, you've got to keep asking yourself, have we produced a different variants? So I think we've got to be a little bit left Critical in this way, and, and allow the government to, 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 to work with their counterparts in, in the globe, in other areas, in other uh, um, uh, sp- spaces, and to be able to understand what happens, what's going to happen. Mm. But I think. <coughs> but I think for, for this state of the nation, I think the, the theme should be implementation and Im- <coughs> excuse me, and implementation of three or four important things these. not try to create this massive list and then be, at the end of the day come out and say, well we tried to achieve it but we, were, we weren't able to.
0: Hey, I hope that, you, that you're going to um, uh, be recovering from your coffee very soon uh, Shinusha. There they are, they are about uh, three sleep three important points that I feel that we need to address quickly before half past seven um, mm-hmm. th- the one thing that I want to talk about is the unemployment um, issue last year Ramaphosa said the Presidential Youth Employment Intervention would be implemented which has a six uh, or has <laughs> six priority actions over the next five years you know to reduce youth unemployment how is Mr Ramaphosa going to convince the country of its job um, you know initiative when thousands are actually sitting at this point in time are sitting at home without work due to the pandemic and I know you've touched
1: on this a little bit earlier as well? I'm not sure how we're going to do it. I mean, there's a lot that hangs or hinges on things like the National Development Youth Agency. But these agencies have also been in a state of their own crisis, uh, both governance, internal crisis in terms of um, personnel and so forth. And I think at this point in time, trying to focus on the six-point pra- plan for the youth has to be aligned to what is ex- what, is, uh, what, what is implementable what is there now and what is implementable. I mean, now that you have both business and labor on the same page, I think it's going to be very important to see that they are also waiting to get some kind of direction. I don't know, Gulam, what the magic wand is in terms of creating jobs. Mm, what mm. I do know, however, is that we are trying to create, or rather government and business and labor are trying to create jobs in an environment where we know that the modality of job creation is not sustainable. The Mm. moment, because we're working in a labor-intensive economy and we're working in in industries where in in certain industries there's no upscaling and upgrading of skills. And so if you take the alcohol industry, it is a very labor-intensive, but it's a very minimalist, uh, skill-based labor. So at the end of the day, I would like to say to the president, why don't you get the alcohol industry into the room and say, Repurpose some of your production that will scale up the the, the skill development of your industry uh, workers because we're still talking about labor, we're still talking about economic development through a growth model which we know the world over has not worked. Right. And so, this neoliberal model needs to be revamped, needs to be reorientated. Mm. Two more points quickly before we
0: need to wrap up. Uh, Shanusha, the one thing that I wanted to talk about is obviously so South Africa went back to load shooting about two, three (laughs) weeks ago, um, uh, and it seems like it's just like a never-ending cycle. You know, we've been told that South Africans can expect that load shedding will uh, will last at least <laughs> until about the end of August 2021. But uh, it seems like ESCOM continues to, to, to battle, you know, aging infrastructure, the allegations of corruption. What do you expect the, the, the president to, to say about this? Because, I mean, now we are now heading into different stages of load shedding as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if I remember correctly, when the new CEO came in, I think, uh, Andres uh, Bereta, he did say to, in his first few weeks of briefing, he did indicate that low shedding will be and, and will remain a kind of feature of our life for the next 18 to 24 months. So we kind of went through the first year, and we're probably entering into the 18-month 18 18 period. I do think that this is where <clears throat> the, the challenge lies. Poor maintenance of infrastructure, uh, infra- uh, inferior coal, uh, questions of, of, of incredible stress to the grid system, uh, no new generation of power plants, um, and all of these things are basically structural issues that have to be addressed. What the president would say tonight, I suspect, would be a very broad brush, brush stroke in terms of what they are doing and where they are going. I think that's not enough. I think what the president needs to do is take the state of the country into his confidence and just say that the power stations that we have, the substations that we have, are in such a poor state of, 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 of maintenance that we will have to accept and probably go through this, uh, this load shedding as much as we can. What would be nice is that if they and they have been trying to do this, is trying to minimize the load shedding, not during optimum times where people are coming home and cooking and, you know, and right. trying to be with their family. They're trying to do it at times where uh, you don't actually get heavily affected. But I do think a roster and a register of how this goes forward will be important. The other challenge is the, the planning the planning in this country is horrendous nobody plans for anything <laughs> and then suddenly they end up with a crisis and they say oops we didn't know
0: mm, mm. yeah now I think that is also something too. true you know it's like it's, it just happens all the time just lastly I've got about a minute before I need to wrap up you know there's also so, strong uh, there's a strong view that uh, that ANC politics and their own factions are preventing the, the country from growing from progressing progressing at least and from being a viable democracy do you think Ramaphosa will be hamstrung by his own party in terms of their divisions and the economic policy?
1: Ideally, <clears throat> ideally, he should not. Uh, and it's actually a state of the nation address, but we know in the past that aligning to policy resolutions from, from, from elective conferences, uh, aligning to what has been said at the, at the January 8th statement as well, will all inform how he structures and, and, and uh, defines the, the contours of the speech tonight. Um, I think one of the challenges that he does face is he has got important principles that he's going to put in place. In fact, in terms of the speech, he hits the, right, he, hits, he hits the right note in terms of what needs to be done. I think the other area that's going to be very, 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 very important in his speech tonight is the rule of law, corruption and dealing with those that have been corrupt or, or, or have actually engaged in corrupt activities. Mm. Now, that's a a tone, if you think about it, comes from his ANC weekly letter that he penned and and published earlier in the week. Now, he was very, very hard-hitting there. But the problem is whether the bureaucracy of the state, people who are supposed to be the implementers, will they get it done? Will they do what he asked them to do? We saw the SIU report on on corruption for COVID and for the COVID contracts, etc. It was quite telling and damning. But at the same time, I think what your caller said was quite important, and that is we want to see people bring forth to book. And I think that's where the, the, the Achilles heel of what the president mm. says and where the party is, where that becomes a stumbling block. Let's leave it at
0: that, uh, Nadi, political analyst. I appreciate your time this morning on breakfast 91.3 one point M. The state and the nation address is scheduled for seven o'clock tonight. Let's see what happens, um, you know, tonight and then we can unpack that again at a later stage. But thank you very much for your time this morning. Shanu Do of course, political analyst unveiling or at least uh, analyzing what it is that we can expect for Sona 2021. It's gone at uh, 7.30. But before we do that, let's see what's happening on the roads. This